the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With talk more valuable than a roll of toilet paper, here are Rick and Dan, homebound and hunkered down, live on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey there, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Just south of L.A., there she is. If you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, it is Becky Keefe. She's an author, got a great book out. It's called The Simple Difference, How Every Small Kindness Makes a Big Impact. Becky, how are you? I am doing well. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. All right. Tell us about, okay, so you're there south of L.A. uh, And, of course, I used to live in San Diego, and they told me it never got below, what, 69, 70 degrees. Well, that was not true. So how is there where you are? Yeah. Today it is um, like 65, and tomorrow it's going to be 90. So that's kind of how things are. I'm like wearing a sweater grasping for fall, and I know it's not going to last very long, but I'll take it while I can get it. So there's something for everyone, though, is what you're saying. I mean, (laughs) right. You can sweat or you can pretend that it's chilly and wear a sweater. Yes. And have your pumpkin spice latte and you're good to go. There you go. Right. (laughs) Now, before we get into the book, are you a California girl? How did you get where you are now? You and your family? I am. I well, I was born in Arizona, but have lived in California for you know most of most of my whole life. Um, Grew up in a little town called Whittier, um, and and then uh, we now live in Glendora, California, which is real close to Azusa Pacific University, which is where my husband is a women's volleyball coach for their team. So we live real close to campus and love this little community. Very cool. So he gets to hang out on campus. And uh, now how's the volleyball team doing with Azusa Pacific? They are doing very well. They are currently undefeated in in conference. So they have a big game tonight. So hopefully they will keep that streak alive. Awesome. We'll give your husband a high five for us. Way to go. That's awesome. All right. We will. Yeah. Becky is an author and we love this book. And Becky, it seems like we've been going this direction with interviews. I don't know for maybe months. I don't know. It's those the simple difference. We just talked to an author this morning from Toronto, uh, um, Linda McGibbon, and she has a book called Vertical Neighborhood. And it's about making those just simple connections and Mm -hmm. just watching God do. So I love this. Love this book, The Simple Difference. Uh, Let's go from the beginning. Uh, What's it about and uh, why did you write it? Yeah. So really, it's about what the title, what the subtitle is, how every small kindness makes a big impact. Um, it came out of both some, some questions and some wrestling, as well as how my own life has been impacted. So with the wrestling, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I look at the world's problems, whether it's globally or nationally or in my own city or in the four walls of my own home. And I'm like, these problems are too big. How could one person possibly make a difference? Mm-hmm. And then I feel stretched thin in my ordinary life of being a mom and working. And I think I don't have any margin. Like I can't, I can't volunteer for a cause or, you know, I want to make a difference, but how do I do that in the confines of my ordinary life? 
So these are some of the questions I've been wrestling with. I think it's easy to get discouraged, apathetic, feel like let's just live our head down, you know, lives to the grind and just like stay in our own lane. And yet that's not what I see in the Gospels. I see in the Gospels a call to compassion, a call to empathy. Jesus says very clearly, love one another. By this, they will know that you are my disciples if you love Mm -hmm. one another. And so I started thinking about how really simple ways that people have loved me made a way bigger impact in my life than they ever could have imagined. And whether that was, you know, just a stranger. One time when I, my boys were were really young, I had uh, three, three and under, and I was on a morning walk, um, two in the stroller, the baby strapped to me. And I was walking past this group of, of older gentlemen um, who were, you know, crowded around some bistro tables on the sidewalk in our little town. And this gentleman stood up and I thought he was going to scoot his chair out of the way, but instead he starts applauding and says, here comes super mom, make way for super mom. <laughs> and it was like this, you know, fun, beautiful moment. And if on cue, all of his like gentlemen comrades like stood up and I got this like standing ovation from, you know, these like wow. six or seven gentlemen But what they had no idea was that I wasn't just a mom with three little kids on a walk. I was a mom who was deeply struggling. Mm. I felt I was floundering in motherhood and in my faith. And that spontaneous encouragement marked my heart in a profound way and gave me that encouragement to keep on keeping on. And so I thought about just what does it look like in our lives to live eyes wide open to the people in front of us. Mm. And really that's the heartbeat of the simple difference to live eyes open hearts surrendered to the Holy spirit and say, Lord, as I go on my way, have your way with me. And that, and that requires some intentionality to, to be on the lookout for, you know, people that God puts in our path. And, uh, and as your, your website says, stop getting buried in busyness and distraction and look for those uh, intentional moments, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we can't stay stuck. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, like, I am a person, you know, if I'm out on errands, I, I have a list. I probably have a short time frame. You know, I'm going to strategically choose like the shortest line in Costco because I want to get out of there as quick as possible. No matter and which one you choose, it's going to be the longest anyway, it, though, even it if it will short. be the longest. You are, you are painfully right, Dan. Um, but, You know, and then when I'm in line, I'm probably, you know, thinking about a work project and what to make for dinner while scrolling Instagram on my phone. Like when I'm doing that, am I eyes wide open to the people in front of me? Mm. Am I available if the Holy Spirit even nudged my heart to say, hey, ask that person how they're really doing or give a genuine smile or let that lady cut in front of you. She only has three items like you're right. It takes intentionality to get out kind of out of our own heads, out of our own way and just be aware, be present. Love that. The simple difference. Uh, that's uh, Be- uh, Becky Keith. She's the author we're talking to. How every small kindness makes a big impact. So tell us maybe a couple of the the, the differences you've made since you got that basically revelation. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I have been praying intentionally, like, God, I don't want to just write this message. I want to live this message. Um, and so guess what? He's, he's faithful. He's going to give us opportunities, uh, to, to do that. Um, recently I found out that, um, my neighbor's husband had passed away. Hmm. Um, and you know how there's sometimes there's neighbors that like, you know, you know, very well, well, we've lived in our house for eight years and I didn't know this woman's name. Like we had like waved hello in our driveways and that was kind of it. It's really awkward after eight years to be like, hi, hi, I'm, I'm Becky. I live over there. Like, would you like to come over for coffee? And yet that's what I felt like the Lord had impressed on my heart to do. Like initiate, like she probably really needs a friend, a listening ear. Mm -hmm. And so in the book, I talk about how we have to sometimes embrace the awkwardness. Mm -hmm. We have to, I had to set aside my schedule, my to-do list, walk across the street, get awkward and say, Hey, you've been on my heart. Would you like to come over for coffee? She could have said no. Um, she could have been like, I don't know you. No, thank you. But guess what? She said, she said yes. Hmm. And she's now come over several times. And you guys, I have, like, I love this woman. I feel like I've been missing out. Like you lived across hmm. the street and there's this gem of a person with this rich story I never could have imagined. And because of just that simple kindness of saying, Hey, do you want to? Nine o'clock on Friday, would you come and have coffee in my backyard? Um, I have the opportunity to now invest um, in a neighbor and and love her in some practical ways. Talking to Becky Keefe. Uh, and Becky, something also that's on your website that caught my attention is is learning that to see that you're not enough is exactly what the world needs. Tell us what that means, because we don't like to think that we're not enough, right? Well, right. We don't like to think that we're not enough, but... What I mean by this is I think sometimes when we think about making a difference, we think, well, I have to have, you know, X number of bank account dollars or Instagram followers. You know, I have to have extra time or extra money or, you know, and again, like I said, we can feel stretched so thin in our own lives. It feels like I have plenty of needs of my own. Like, how am I supposed to meet the needs of others? But what I found, God is a God of turning lack into more than enough. Mm. You know, it's like, it's the classic, like loaves and fish. Like he took what was not enough and made it more than enough. And guess what? He's still in the business of doing that. And he wants to do that in our lives. So for example, um, many years ago, my, I had one of my sisters was going through a deeply difficult time in her life. Like, more than I could share here. Um, and part of it was a financial difficulty. Um, and it was the end of the month and she was coming over for lunch and I wanted to give her something, but I felt like I don't, I don't have, I don't have much to give. Like our budget was already spent for the month, but I had, you know, sometimes I stashed, you know, money, different places, you know, we had had a garage sale. I had, you know, whatever. And so in a few different places, I found several $5 bills. And when someone's going through like a deep crisis, giving something again, it can feel awkward. It felt like not even could make a dent in her circumstances. It also felt, I felt a little embarrassed. Like I have, I scrounged up this extra cash and yet you have nothing. Like it just, it felt awkward, but I felt like the Lord was saying like, Becky, you can give what I've provided joyfully and trust me with it. Hmm. So I ended up 
having $25 bills, which was really random. I'm like, why do I have all these $5 bills? And so I, I, I put this envelope of $100 of $5 bills in my sister's purse. And later that night, after she had found it, she texted me and said, Becky, today at church, I put my last $5 bill wow. in the offering plate at church. Wow. And I felt like God was saying, you can trust me and I will provide for you. Wow. And so in my not enough, it was exactly what God wanted to use to send a very specific message of his kindness to someone. And that kind of thing happens all the time when we surrender our not enough into his hands and just say, I will be obedient I will be kind. I will show up and love someone else. And I will trust you, God, with the outcome. What a story. Wow. Wow. I love that story. It's good stuff. Check out the book. Becky, we got to take a break. We would love to uh, have you back on the show. Blessings to you and your family there uh, in Southern California. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 